Good morning on this uh, Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Wisdom. How can we define it? How is it defined in the dictionary? How practical is it? Why is it necessary in the life of the believer? These are some of the questions that we want to look at, not only today, but in the coming days as we look at wisdom a little bit. So in James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any man or if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A doubly-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So one of the first things that we want to identify here is the involvement of our mind and asking in faith. It must be a faith. That's the only way that God is going to be pleased. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But a doubly-minded man, that means one that wavers. One minute he says yes, one minute he says no, one minute he says he believes, the next minute he says he doesn't believe, one minute says he, he cares, the next minute he says I don't care. We have to be stable. We have to be in a fixed position in our, in our mind. We must be constant, not inconstant. We must be stable, not unstable. So that is going to affect us. But the Bible also says that a doubly-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So that all the things that you do, you cannot walk the way of the light, the way of the cross, the way of truth. If we are doubly-minded, we cannot walk in the paths, whether it's a narrow path that God has set for us, if we are doubly minded. So we've got to learn to fix our mind and have our mind to be stable. Now, wisdom, I have been mentioning and saying, is and has to be practical. For this, I wanted to give a small example in the book of Acts in chapter 6, verse uh 1, 2, and 3. Now think about this. Really consider this. Do you need wisdom to be a waiter? Do you need wisdom to be a server of tables? Do you need wisdom in distributing food? In handling day-to-day affairs? The answer would have to be yes. And here in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, we find such an example. Notice when the apostles and the disciples of that time in the early church came across a situation that needed attendant or needed attending to. And how the apostles dealt with the situation and what were some of the requirements in order to fulfill it and have it uh, uh, worked out. It says... In those days, the number of the disciples was multiplied. They grew, and there arose a murmuring, that's a complaining, of the Grecians against the Hebrews, 
because their their widows were neglected in the daily menstruation. That means daily when they were either given food or they were ministered to the the needs of the widows, uh, they were being neglected. They were being forgotten or they were not being attended correctly. Uh, I I don't want to get involved in that too much, but I just want to bring out the point that there was a need. There was a problem. There was a complication, a difficulty, a situation that was taking place for the early church. And this was the response on how they dealt with it. Then the twelve called the multitude. The twelve talking about the twelve apostles. That included the one uh, that they had selected to take the place of Judith, uh, who had betrayed and hung himself and Uh, He had betrayed Jesus, hung himself, killed himself, and they replaced him. And, of course, the qualification was those that had been with him since the beginning. And it says, Then said the twelve unto the multitude, "It It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Now, this does not mean that they were not humble. This does not mean that they didn't care. It just simply means that there was a priority that took precedence over the Word of God. They themselves were going to be the pillars of the church. And they needed to be in very close contact with what the Word of God was saying, what the Word of God taught, what God had been teaching all along. what he had been unveiling and revealing in his word. And he simply says, this matter needs to be sought out and dealt with by others. And this is, this is the wisdom that we have as to how it should be dealt with. And it says, wherefore, in Acts chapter 6, verse 3, wherefore, brethren. So remember, he was talking to those that were uh, part of the church, not just Jews. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you. In other words, it's got to be somebody that comes out from the midst of us, from you. You know them because you have dealt with them. You know them because uh, on a regular basis you encounter them. Wherefore, brethren, seek ye out among you seven men. Here's the qualifications for being a waiter for serving others, for serving tables. Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, and wisdom, whom you may appoint over this business. So this was considered a business, or it was considered an affair, an employment by definition of the of the Greek word there, uh, uh, an occasion that demanded or the requirements of. uh, It was a business for those that were uh, destitute, those that lacked necessity, those that needed, those that uh, wanted something. And these individuals were going to be appointed over. But, But the requirements were honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. You really got to catch it. Why wisdom? 
And it says, whom we, we, the apostles, may appoint. That means to place down permanently. That is to designate, to constitute, uh, to convoy, uh, to conduct, to make, ordain, to set. These are all the words for the word appoint. Whom we may appoint over this business. Now stop and think about that. They were going to appoint men over the business of overseeing the needs of the destitute Grecian women, widows, excuse me, well, widows, women, uh, that were in need. And it is this same Stephen, along with other six, who is appointed, whom later we're going to talk about, how the wisdom that he had was not able to be resisted by those with whom he was having to deal with. The wisdom, it says, in Acts chapter 6, verse 10, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. So two of the qualifications that were needed, all of a sudden, wind up being two of the things that cannot be resisted. Yet the the wisdom that was called for was going to be something practical, something that was needed to deal with the daily needs that were going to be arising. Where to get the food, where to store it, how to store it, how to distribute it, how to deal with them, how to get them all. In other words, it involved God dealing with them. But if we were to define wisdom in the Old Testament, uh, in a general sense, it is a comprehensive knowledge of things in their proper nature and relations. Together with the power of combining them in the most useful manner. Now this is wisdom we're describing. Uh, among the Hebrews, the term wisdom comprehended a wide circle of virtues and mental endowments. And, and you can find in the Old Testament uh, where these things were exactly used. They were used especially, you can find, the, the need of God taking of the spirit that was upon Moses, the spirit of wisdom, and it be imparted to those that were going to be building the tabernacle in the Old Testament. The need to build, wait a minute, you think, how much knowledge do you need to build a tent? But it was a specialized work that required specialized techniques and specialized probably tools and ways of doing things. And it was not something that you were going to learn in a school. Uh, dealing with metals, dealing with precious stones, uh, dealing with different fibers and, 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 and cloths and linen and, and things like that. Uh, uh, how to smelt, how to melt copper uh, and or brass, how to melt gold, how to melt silver, uh, how to form, how to fashion these things. You have to remember, the people that came out of Egypt had been in slavery. It's not like they were educated and got to go to schools and universities uh, to get both knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, but they were a slave people. They were a poverty people. But when God brought them out, he brought them out with what he 
was going to need. So he told him, ask for the gold, ask for the silver, ask for precious things, ask for this, ask for that. He said, because, you know, the night that you leave, you're going you're gonna to receive your back wages for all those years. And they literally came out with what they were going to need. Remember, it's not like they were out there in the desert. They could go to an Ace Hardware or Home Depot or go to a Lowe's or go to, to some, some uh, construction business and where they could order this wood. They could order or stockpile uh, these things. They had it all hand in hand. And God told Moses, tell the people to come and to give. To give of what they have been given, and I want you to build me a tabernacle. And God gave out the pattern and the design exactly how he wanted it done to Moses. But it was going to require the pattern of the tabernacle was after the pattern of things in the heavenly places. So, to do that, it was going to require specialized wisdom in the same manner, dealing with the body of Christ. Remember, it is a new thing. It had not e existed before. Up until the cross of Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, there had been no such thing. As the body of Christ, there was the Old Testament church, which were the Jews, but there had not been the body of Christ. And building his church, Jesus imparts wisdom to his leaders so that they can properly build specialized individuals for exactly what they are needed for in his temple. We are his body. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and we need specialized knowledge and understanding and wisdom to be able to build up people, edify people, comfort people, to be able to bring them to the place of maturity in Christ where they will fitly fit in the place that they have, called, they have been called to fit into. Well, consider this today. Food for thought and for the imagination. We'll continue defining uh, wisdom and using more examples tomorrow. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.